Good morning, everybody. Today, we're about to share. We'll be learning Dab Kuf Chesim Masachas Pesachim. We are in the uh, Pesach Seder today. We're going to be talking about Eseba and Dab Kosos. But first, let's finish up our Indian from yesterday. Five lines down, Kuf Chesim and Aleph. Rav Sheshes of Yosem Bis Anisa Kol Mali Yama De Pesach. Rav Sheshes had the practice of fasting all day long on Erev Pesach. So the question is: the first thing the Gemara wants to know is: is reflective on the question we had yesterday? You might recall that we said in the beginning of our Pesachim that you have to stop eating, right? Close Samach Lemincha. And the, the Mar asked, are we talking about Mincha Gedala or Mincha Katana? Which is another way of saying it is, do you have to stop eating uh, or Suda type food by 12.30 in the afternoon or by 3.30 in the afternoon? So now the Gemara wants to know, this practice of Rosheshis, of fasting all day, maybe that is reflective of uh, of one, one of these Tzadim. Maybe that means, maybe the fact that Rosheshis does that, there he is. Garan was making the entrance. Uh, so the, uh, maybe... Barry told me to come. Yeah, no, I know. I, I was told, do you want to be fashion blade to make a splash? <laughs> So, thank you for coming, Garanwan. So he goes like this. Name a kasava Rav Sheshesh, Samech Lemincha Gadol Tanan. In other words, like this, right? Maybe the fact that he fasted all day is just like a little bit of an extra chumrah on himself, but, uh, but basically within the mindset that you're supposed to stop eating at 12.30, right? It wouldn't make sense if you said that Mincha Kitana is the halacha. It wouldn't make sense that he would fast all day in anticipation of stopping to eat at 3.30 in the afternoon. But to stop a little earlier than 12.30 makes more sense. That's really basically what the Gemara is saying. And therefore, says the Gemara, Mishim Pischahu, because you might remember, the Tutz Dadim in, whether it's Mincha Gedol or Mincha Katana is, well, why are you stopping? Are you stopping because you want to be ready to bring the Karban Pesach? Well, the Karban Pesach was being brought in the afternoon. That would mean you'd have to stop earlier. Or are you stopping to eat because you want to save your appetite for matzah? Now, saving your appetite for the Seder doesn't require fasting all day or even stopping at 12.30. If you stop by 3.30 and you go to and you go to the singers here, so the singers, they sing, they talk, Andrew pontificates, he's saying the Torah. By the time you get to the meal, it's going to be, you know, midnight. So you can stop at 3.30, you'll still have an appetite, right? But... But, uh, right, so, so those are the two stars. Doing Mishum Pischa, which means Mincha Gedola, or Mishum Ta, right, because you want to have the, uh, you want to have the appetite for the Seder, which means Mincha Katana. Now, the Tosfa says, uh, as follows. We said that Rav Shesha says, he fasted all day. And since he fasted all day, then he must be that he wants to finish eating in anticipation of the bringing of the Korban Pesach. Now, Rav Shesha never was likely to bring the Korban Pesach. That's what Tosfa says. It says, In other words, this, whatever we did, it's still going to be the same timetable, um, even during the Chorban, which we're still experiencing, right, in anticipation of the base of Mikdash may be rebuilt in Arab Okay. So, so in other words, you don't, you didn't find any Muslim in that? All right. I'll give you some more Muslim. Don't worry. We, we got it. So, so he says like this. Yeah, the base of Mikdash was destroyed. You don't see any Muslim in it? All right, all right, right. I'll flesh it out for you. I'll flesh it out. All right. I'll flesh it out. I'll tell you like this. The, the basic, sometimes, you, the Goranowitz Mr. Moment is brought to you by Goranowitz. Sometimes when life is not 100% and you have challenges, you still can continue to act in a way that anticipates, right, a brighter day. Right, you should be encouraged by that because Hashem is always with you. Okay, so now. Okay, so you say like this. Maybe, right, that's the svara of why you'd have to stop eating uh, because maybe if you get caught up in your noshing, you will end up not performing, you'll be delinquent in the bringing of the Karim Pesach. Okay. And this, Rav why would he fast in anticipation of this Karim Pesach? Because This is an unusual shita. I don't think we hold like this, but maybe would actually say, what if somebody jumped the gun? You just could not wait. Right, this is something I think Barry would do. Barry is getting up early in the morning. He's got, you know, everybody's showing up at their current Pesach. He's already, I know this is more something Andrew would do. I've never arrived here and not seen Andrew here. So, right, so you show up, you can come three in the morning, Andrew's already here. So yeah, so if you, so this makes sense. You show up to bring your current Pesach, and you show up nice and early. You show up 10 o'clock in the morning, Andrew already brought his current Pesach. 
What, what are you doing, Andrew? Isn't it brought in the afternoon? But the Seder says, it's kosher. Tzafra's man pischahu. The morning can be uh, also this man pesach. Dechule yom b'chazi l'pischah. Tzashitam ve'i b'seirah, the entire Arab pesach is, is um, fit for korban pesach. The savar, and he has a source for it. What's the source? Bein harabayim. We know that the korban pesach has to be brought bein harabayim. So we normally think of bein harabayim as between mincha gedola and mincha katana. Between 1230 and 330s. Now, that makes sense too, right? Bein harabayim between the two evenings. Between, uh, now that is actually a big chiddush though, right? Because bein harabayim between the two evenings would imply that even, right? That, that like, b'dikas chameh tonight, you could bring the korban pesach. Even the night before. That's already a big chiddush. Even orla basar. I don't know about that. But be that as it may, that is the unique sheet of Ben Becerra. And the Burbam was bothered by this. He's like, what, because of this unique sheet of Ben Becerra? Well, if Rosh Hashanah holds like Ben Becerra, and does Ben Becerra hold that this is the um, Lechachila or Bidi Evan? It's, it's hard to believe that he holds it Lechachila. But anyway. It be, well, that's what it looks like. So, but the problem was that we're saying uh, he wouldn't eat all day. So, so what's the connection with eating? So the connection with eating would be that since it's already a Zman, where it would be valid to Shech the Karben Pesach, so then you could see that it's valid at least that there's some halachic basis for why you wouldn't eat even at Shachras. Because it's already like a zman that you're preoccupied with the Korban Pesach. And so it's, but you're right. It's like, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't add up exactly because since you could still bring it later, so then why shouldn't you be allowed to, to eat? So it, it sounds like no matter how you slice it, to Kalman's point, sounds like this is like a Midas Hasidus, right? This is not really, it doesn't sound like he had, he, it doesn't sound like a Shachras held that you're not allowed to eat. Because you, because you, uh, although maybe it does, maybe it means that if Shesh holds that, that that is the Zman, according to Ben Becerra, in which case you can't eat until you shechted first, like all the rest of this stuff we've discussed with Arab Tzachim. We said that you'll be so involved in it that you won't. Right, but you said you'll be so involved in it that you won't be delinquent in, in the shechting of the It makes sense that this is like we discussed in the previous Napim of Kiddush and Abdullah. You, you know, once this man of Kiddush and Abdullah comes, you can't eat anymore. Right. So similarly here, this man of the Karm Pesach comes, then, um, so I take it back, maybe it's not Midas Chasidus. Maybe the Gemara is trying to suggest, at least in, the, at least in this Havamina, because you'll see, it's, um, it rejects this Havamina. But in this Havamina, it makes it sound like, maybe Rosh Hashanah thinks that it's really Zman Pesach, because he holds like Ben Becerra, and once it's Zman Pesach, it's like Kiddush and Abdullah. You can't eat anything until you shecht it. And since Lemaisa, he never shechted it until later, he would fast the whole day. Okay, now we have to take a fuller understanding of it. Well, now that we have a fuller understanding of it, the Gemara is going to reject this. Amre, love. Now, that's not how you understand it. Rather, shiny Rav Sheshesh the Ishtin Sava. Rav was, right, very delicate. He's one of those people, I don't know too many, I don't have people like this in my life, but some people, the Italian Betzafra, Midi Le'ur, to Lohava Mahani Le'Michla, that if they eat a little bit in the morning, they're so full that they can't even eat matzah later on in, at night at the Seder. Like, they can only eat a little, little bit now. Right, so in other words, this is another way of saying that this doesn't have to do necessarily with the carbon pesach, but rather it has to do with the shita that would say that the time to stop eating is mincha katana, and really it's not reflective of this machlokas mincha katana mincha gadol at all, and really this has to do with the appetite for the seder, and the only reason Rav was fasted the whole day was because he wanted to, right, he wanted to be able to have an appetite for the seder, and he was the type of guy that once he had breakfast he was done for the day, and he would no longer have an appetite for dinner. Okay. So, you, so, 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 Gavran was bringing up a great point. He said, "Why shouldn't everybody just fast?" You know, it's healthy, but the, the size of learning gets good. You know? Not only that, but there was a, a practice that you're probably familiar with that the Bukhars used to all fast, right? And this idea of having a siyum was only a more recent invention. So that's true. There's nothing really wrong with it. The question is, when Rav Sheshes had this practice, although 
I shouldn't say there's nothing wrong with it. There, are, there is questions. There are times when you can't fast. First of all, Nisan in general, the month of Nisan, where we don't fast. Just like we don't say Tachnan during the beginning of Nisan, we don't fast. There are days, right, Hanukkah and Purim and such, where we don't have Tainus and we don't have Tachnan. And so those days you do not want to fast. So there's other considerations. Some people that do fast on Erev Shabbos, some people that don't fast on Erev Shabbos. So it, it's not always just uh, okay to fast because sometimes you can't. And in fact, Nisan you usually don't. But it happens to be that Erev Pesach, there is a minhag of the Bechor to fast that then later became a minhag to make a seum. Right, so that's a very common minhag to fast for the yard site. I never heard that before. Yeah, I have yard site on Purim. So I fast. I can't fast on Purim because I have yard site. I can't fast. So some people, if you can't fast that day, you fast the next day or the day before. Well, the next day is Shush on Purim. Can't fast then either. The day before is Esther. Tiny Esther. I'm fasting anyways. So I just included in Tiny Esther. Okay. Two dots. I know that's 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 been my biggest issue: losing weight. Is that I don't fast in the yard site. Yeah, sixteen nine minutes down. Two dots. Yeah. Now 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 you got me hungry, Garano. It's now we're gonna eat. Said the Mishnah of a fetal ani should be shvar loichal Even the poorest person in Klal Israel is going to eat beheseba. Said the Mishnah. What is this idea of heseba? Well, this is really something that we can't relate to culturally. Obviously, the way they ate in those days was a little different. These gemaras of Aseba, right, there's a lot of lumbus with Aseba. The question of Aseba is, what is Aseba? Is you leaning, reclining. Now, I mean, we just sit at the table and we eat. We don't really recline. So obviously, we're talking about culturally, there was a time where people who were uh, relaxed and free could recline in a certain relaxed way. And any other way of eating was this like ramrod straight, like we'll call it eating standing up. Okay, we'll call it that just for the sake of illustration. So that's something that you only do when you're stressed out, right? And that you cannot do because we have so much symbolism in the Seder and you have to exhibit cheris, that you're relaxed, right? I mean, you it's one time of the year that's like the goy. I have a picture on my... Uh, oh, oh. About, they always believe. Right, you're talking about the always, Turkish, right, always. right. Culturally, if you go back to, right, when you ever look at like Persia right. and these kind of places, they still have these, some of these cultures where they're leaning and you can really understand uh, what was going on. So says the Gemara. One it, second, one second. Okay. I'm hearing, most of us are, All right. I'm hearing, you know, you're supposed to, uh, you ever hear this? Don't eat in front of the TV. Right. Because eat, yeah, because I eat in front of the TV. And right. I'm sick of it. You know? Right, you shouldn't do you're that. You're supposed to eat a Sunday dinner with turkey and hot dogs and everything. You get it? So this is, you hear Calvin? What is this, a Muslim moment? What's going on right now? We, we got one day, you have married. Am I wrong? Okay, fine. So, so, so I, I would recommend don't eat at the Seder in front of a TV, but the idea of eating in a right, relaxed, free fashion. So itmar, it was said, matzah tzarech haseba. So when you eat matzah, you need tzarech haseba. This is the lumbus, you understand? It, what does that mean, tzarech haseba? Does that mean that if you eat matzah without haseba, you're not going to be yotza? You're going to have to, you, you're not even going to be yotza. Your mitzvah of matzah is it inherent in the mitzvah of matzah. You're going to have to say, eat matzah again, or is it a separate mitzvah? You get the mitzvah of matzah, but you lose out on the separate mitzvah of Haseba. That's the lumbus here. Um, and that's the machlokas Rishonim. Apparently, I'm told the Rambam holds that Haseba is a separate mitzvah, but it sounds matzah tzarech Haseba. The lunch of the Gemara makes it sound like it's inherent in the mitzvah of eating matzah is to recline. Now, that is inherent in matzah. Maror ain't tzarech Haseba. Maror, obviously, which, recommend, which uh, represents bitterness, does not need Haseba. And the Rashbam explains matzah, you need a seba, shochel matzah shal mitzvah, lila vishon, kubnei choron, shu zechel geula. Right? The matzah zechel geula. Now, I would argue matzah is also lechem oni. Right, matzah has like nine different symbolisms in it. It's not just geula, but you have to obviously emphasize the geula in it. Even though it has aspects of the avdus, you also went from avdus to cheres. Okay, so if you don't emphasize the cheres that the matzah ultimately represents, then according to some shittas, you're not even yotzei matzah. Mar, obviously, as the Rashbam spells out, but we already understand, shehu zecher avdus, right? That is avdus, and therefore, it would actually be counter... Uh, I wonder, if you did mar with haseba, would you, would, you, would, you, would you be yotzei mar? So presumably you would be. The mar speaks for itself. But the point is, you certainly don't need to recline because the symbolism of Mar is that of Avdus. Good. Now, what about Yain? So, Yain, itmar mishmeder of Nachman tzarech haseba, vitmar mishmeder of Nachman ain tzarech haseba. Machlokas, in our um, recollection of what Rav Nachman said, 
Some say it in his name that it, Yain does. Some say that it doesn't. Now, why would Yain be different than Matzah? You would think that Yain would also require um, a Seba. Okay, so, 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 let's, so let's see. So first of all, so the question would be, really, is this Yain? Now, again, um, what the real lumdus behind it is, what the real Svara behind it is, it's the Takanas Chazal. Right, this is uh, the Dalakosos are Durbanon, and they're Takanas Chazal. So what they really were thinking, you know, is, is not necessarily going to be spelled out as far as with respect to Haseba, but you could argue that Haseba means it's part of the meal, and the Yain certainly is there, Cheiros, and that's why you have to have Yain specifically on at the Seder, etc. And there would be more of a reason to have Yain at the Seder than there would be, let's say, to have Yain as opposed to grape juice on a regular Kiddush uh, because of the Derech Cheiros and, and the specificity of Yain. On the other hand, right, you're saying one of the, one of the Kosos is on the benching, one of the Kosos is on the Halal, and you have the Kosos of the Kiddush. So you're having, right, Kosos that are actually al hakos, right? You're doing all of these activities al hakos, and so the Hashivas of the Yain is also, right, making each one of these segments of the Pesach Seder al hakos. So does that al hakos have to be Derech Heres? You can see it both ways, right? Sometimes it's adding dignity and Hashivas to your activity, but it also is something that is Derech Heres. So again, like the Matzah, it has like multiple sort of meanings and symbolism imbued in it, and the question is, is it absolutely necessary to do Haseba when you're drinking the Yain? So it's a very interesting question. And to that question again, Rav Nachman said, uh, we had some who said that he, he, you do have to do it, and some said that you don't. And the Gemara says, but right. So, so that it's a very interesting question. That it's it's fascinating uh, that without Haseba, there's a Havamin at least according to some Rishonim over here that you wouldn't be even Yotze, Yain or Matzah. Now, again, this is. Uh, easier to understand if you're saying that the alternative is to eat in a very ramrod, sort of like rigid way that is not reflective of the theme of Pesach altogether. Okay. Now, with regards to Nachman, there are those who said you, you, you do require a Seba, those that you don't. So says the Gemara, low pligi. This isn't really a machlokas, says the Gemara, about whether Rav Nachman said that you require Haseba for the Dalat Kosos or not, but rather the reason why there were two different reports of what he said is because he said that with the uh, distinction between the first two cups of the Dalat Kosos and the second two cups of the Dalat Kosos. One of them requires a saber and one of them don't. Problem is we don't know which one is which, says the Gemara. This was explained both ways. Some said that the first two Kosos needed a saber. The, the rationale that the first two kosos do need a seba and the second do not is because the first two kosos, what's the context in the seder? You're actually leaving Mitzrayim, right? The cheros is about to begin. You're leaving, you're at the process of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the crescendo of the Yeshua from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All right, by the time you get to the second two kosos, you've already had your meal, you're already out, you know, it's already old hat, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what have you done for me lately? Uh, you've taken it, for, it sounds like you're taking it for gra- granted almost, right? That at that point already, you don't need to recline because, you know, it's regular, you've gotten already used to the regular life of a free man. My the hava hava. Birnbaum was amazed by this. Like, like 20 minutes ago, you, you had your CS Mitzrayim, now all of a sudden, it's like old hat for you. So he said, no, maybe, um, he had a drusha. That maybe what we celebrate as a Goran Mitzvah moment is the process. The process of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, right, wherever, we're always in our life, we're in a process, and you have to, right, it's the journey, not the destination. Once you get to your destination, so it's still fantastic and you have a Kar Satov, but you don't need to demonstrate it by Haseba. The Haseba is demonstration of the process of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. Okay, that's one side to say that you would only have a Seba by the first two Kosos. What's the other flip side? Amir Lahaikisa, Adarabah. Some would say, on the contrary, right, that in the second two Kosos, that's when you're already free. Once you're free, that's when you do Haseba. Right, because we still say And since we're still saying by the first two Kosos, so then it's not yet time for celebration. Let's not pop the champagne yet. Let's wait until we actually get out of Mitzrayim. And so we're waiting to do, for the second two Kosos to do Haseba. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why did they just pick up place in Saudi Arabia where they're going around? 
fake camp build a big beautiful right. system well, what purpose does it serve to go to Eretz Yisrael all right, so you're asking a you're asking a question about Abnesra on the Midbar, and so that's a uh, that's a valid question, but really it's the lesson is you have to follow Hashem wherever He takes you. You can't just you can't just decide on your own that you're going to build a place in Dubai. You have to follow wherever Hashem takes you. No, it's a good point because it right. shows that when you, like when I travel, I feel much better. Right. And if I stay in the same place, I'm going to argue and start with Calvin, you know, <laughs> you know, okay. here I am, you know, I'm traveling, you know, yeah. I'm going to marry Lancaster or something. Lank. <laughs> Okay, shout out to Barry in Lancaster. Here we go. So the Gemara says, So now, we said like this. Here's how it falls out. Look at this. Now that we said this far for why you would have to do it by the first two kosos, and as far why you have to do it by the second two kosos, so we end up doing a seba by all four kosos. There's a world-famous Ron here that we don't have time to get into all of it here because it's already 6 a.m. But Ron says, first of all, all dot kosos, it's easy to do. And, and the other thing is, in other words, the issue is it's a, it's a suffix darabonon, right? Dal kosa darabonon. Usually we say suffix darabonon lakula. So suffix darabonon lakula, let's say you don't say haseba for any of the four, since we don't know which one Rabdachman was referencing. So first of all, how hard is it to, to, to do a seba? Just lean, and you'll be fine. And the second thing is that it's like a, the issue where it opens up a Pandora's box of lumdus and hak is where he says that the reason, the other reason is that if you do not do a seba in any of the four kosas, you're mevatel haseba, meaning all of a sudden you don't have any haseba for dal kosas. You can't do that. So then they discuss, does the Ron hold the same thing in Megillah? If you have an ear, that's Suffolk Mukhaf Eschoma, Suffolk not. It's not for now, but be that as it may, that's a, it seems like a totally different case, right? It's a, it is a tremendous tirchah to gather everyone from Megillah twice. It's a tremendous, the Ron Paskin says that you do it on, on your Dalit. But anyways, in our case, it's easy to understand, Balabatish, that it's easy to do Haseba. So here the Balabatish approach makes the most sense, which is, it's not so hard. So the reason so, so much lumbus is they say, why should you, if it's a Suffolk Darbanan, why should you do Haseba for all four? And the answer is, why not? <laughs> So that's not a very lumdish answer, but it actually fits here very well. Like, it's a good idea. You're not losing anything, and that's the thing, right? To do a seba doesn't destroy any of the symbolism of the seder, really. So it's something with no downside, full upside. So it's good idea to do it for all four, and that, in fact, is our practice. Barry, okay. Barry told me come because he sees this good question. Yeah, you bring life to it. Thanks, Barry. My, my question is, most people just, you know, yeah. you know, they just bend over something. Shouldn't we have couches, real couches? Oh, that's not a bad question at all, since this is really the Haseba Sugya. The question there is, how do we do Haseba? So we just like awkwardly lean over a chair, some right. people bring a pillow, but we're not culturally accustomed to it, so we don't, we're probably doing Haseba quite awkwardly. Right. But um, you just look like you're probably doing Haseba right now. I can't even imagine Andrew doing Haseba. <laughs> I'm trying to picture it, I can't picture it. Um, we'll see, you'd be surprised. You go to his house, it's all Persian rugs, and he's doing fine Haseba. But that's right, the actual um, anatomy of Haseba is something that needs to be discussed. How far do you have to lean? Should you, I, I think most people, it's recommended you bring a pillow and, and really do some leaning. Okay, it's a good question. Right, it's, it's awkward, right, because the whole idea is to be comfortable. For us, it's unnatural. Okay, so now also, not only is it unnatural, but we, now we get to the part of the Gemara where it's like, it could also be dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. 11 lines up from the wide. Prakdan, Loshme, Heseba. Prakdan, I can't stop thinking about the Rambam, you know the letter that he wrote about how he's so tired, he's always working like a dog, and then he's Prakdan, he, he's like, he barely has time to learn. And, and he uses the Lashon Prakdan. There's a Machlokas here between the Rishonim, very classic Machlokas. Prakdan usually means prone. Is he laying on his stomach? Is he laying on his back? Well, Machlokas. But be that as it may, nobody eats laying on their back or on their stomach. So that's Loshme Heseba. That's for sure too much. That we know is not good. That Prakdan Loshme Heseba. Heseba Siamin Loshme Heseba. Lean to the right is also not Heseba. Aha. Velo'od, El Hashem Yaktim Kondav Leveshes. Velo'od makes it sound like there's an additional consideration. Not only is it not the way the people reclined, but it's also dangerous. Shem Yaktim Kondav Leveshes. You do not want the food going into your trachea in, uh, or instead of your esophagus. And so whether that's anatomically correct when you lean to your right or not is, um, is immaterial over here. That's an additional reason that's dangerous. The Yavala de Sakana, as the Gemara says. Okay. So that is an issue. We do not lean to the right. Now, there is some sort of issue here whether lefties, whether we're talking about 
Lefties or not, because if it's because of a seba, so then maybe you would, but then really, the fact is, that at the end of the day, this yaktim kana leveshes is, if it's a sakana, so that would override uh, any such considerations, and therefore, I, it would seem to me that, uh, and some posts can say, that, that, you know, just safety first, right? Don't, don't, don't in, injure yourself doing a seba, that's for sure. Okay. Now, Ishad Sabayah lo seba, very PC Gemara over here. The wife, by her husband, does not have to do a seba, so why is that? So the Rishonim, some of them are going to say, well, because she's she's so terrified of her husband that um, that, that that she's going to that, that she can't even relax, and some will say other reasons. Uh, other reasons. Be that as it may, we we, we hold. All our nashim today are considered isha chashuva, and therefore certainly they do need haseva. And so women are also going to be um, reclining. Now Ben Etzel Aviv by Yaseba, a son in the presence of his father, not quite as irreverent, uh, not quite as uh, reverential, I should say, and he does require seba. And you could say two two things. First of all. He's also learning from his father, right? You have to model behavior. And so there becomes certain uh, questions here. Obviously, again, Heseba is a state of relaxation. So you do find yourself with a conflict. What about in front of somebody you're supposed to have tremendous comfort for, stand up for? Your parent, your Rebbe, right? So can you, is it, in, is it a, in fact appropriate to exhibit a state of relaxation in front of these individuals? So that's what the Gemara is asking. Ibailu, tell me that's a rabo mai. Right, tell me by Rebbe. So you'll have to be relaxed in front of your Rebbe like this. Tashma, the Amar Beimar, Dadadi. Well, it's funny you should ask, says Abaye, because we had a Rosh Yeshiva, right? His name was Rabbah. And when he was Rosh Yeshiva, everybody was so chill. We were, we were leaning on each other's knees, like full-blown Haseba. It was very relaxed at the Seder. And when Rav Yosef took over as Rosh Yeshiva, Amarlan Lot Slichtu, it was a nice way of saying it. Rabbi Yosef used to say, you know what, you don't really have to be so makbid um, on this mitzvah of Heseba because the fear of your Rebbe is like the fear of heaven. And therefore, it's a nice way of saying, hey guys, I'm the Rosh Yeshiva now. Let's see some respect. Stop leaning on each other's knees. And therefore, the Rebbe himself sort of dictated whether this was a relaxed or not relaxed position. So the question is actually a good question. Maybe it depends on the yeshiva. Some yeshivas are more relaxed than others and maybe that would determine whether Heseba is appropriate or not. We see there's, uh, interestingly enough, a balance here, right? You could say, what do you mean? Derech Harris. Seder. Everybody knows that it's a Pesach Seder. Like, aren't we all supposed to demonstrate Derech Harris? So it's an amazing idea that the, the certain um, obligation of having, right, uh, respect and kavod infiltrates even into this mitzvah during the Seder night itself. Amazing. In other words, it's like it's like at the Seder where everybody knows why you're being relaxed. You're not really being disrespectful, but you still have to maintain respect sometimes, whether it's for your Rebbe or you know, your parents, etc. So we say for your parents, they understand, because that's the whole Seder, is the kids, so the kids should ask, right? So that the kids and the parents are doing it together. For Rebbe, it becomes a question, as we said. Okay, so now Mesve. What about again with the Rebbe? Right, so the Bryce said what we would have said. But Heseba is everybody. This is all of Kali Surel in a state of relaxation. So what is this idea that in some yeshivas, like Rabbi Yosef would say, that everybody should stand up? So the Gemara says, Now, that verse that says that everybody should relax, and even Talmud until Rabbah, that's like um, uh, with like Dr. Gerald, who is my chairman of orthodontics. So if I'm with him, then I can do a seba. But if I'm with the Rosh Hashiva, I can't. That's what the Gemara's answer. Shuli Denagri, he's an apprentice of a carpenter, okay? Ibailahu, another question. Shamashmai, interesting question. A guy is a waiter. So all the waiters at the Pesach program, so are they servants? Or are, they, or are they actual human beings? So the Gemara says, Tashma, the Amr Bishub and Levi, Ashamish, Achel, Kazais Matzah, Shimesev Yotza. That the Shamish has to, he's only Yotza's Kazais Matzah if he does so Beheseva. Mesev in, Lo Mesev Lo. You see how this would be a data point to the idea that without a Seva, you're not even Yotza Matzah, it sounds like, right? You could say, you could fetch it in and say, he means that you're not Yotza Seva. Okay. But it, that, that you see the Lumdus already, it's dripping with the Lumdus over here, even in the Lush of the Gemara here. Shemami no, by Seva. Be that as it may, the statement of Yeshua and Levi sounds like the Shamish does in fact require Seva. Shemami no. It does require Seva. Okay. 609, last line. On. Kuf Chesam and Aleph. And here we go. Dalit Kostas. You ready? 
Women are chayiv in dalad kosos. As we turn the page to kufchaf mizbeis, we find ourselves in a veld of lamdus. Oh boy, The women were also at the nes. Says the Rashbam. A couple of important things, and move on. But Andrew is pleased to see that the page looks small. We'll hopefully make it to the finish line here. So you go like this. So the Rashbam points out this appears in three places. We see it in dalad kosos, megillah, and Hanukkah. Okay, so that's good, and it's Durab- these are all Durabanan, you should notice. Right, those are all Durabanan, and therefore, Afhein Hayu and Be'osa Neis are those three cases and Durabanan. But the Lushan of Afhein Hayu Be'osa Neis, that's a little strange Lushan. That, Tosfos is going to say, I don't know. See, because the, the Rashbam is going to say, those three cases, the women, they weren't just present at the Neis. They instigated the Neis. Esther did the Megillah. Chanukah, right, they, they say it was with the Isle. Uh, and, and, um, and over here, by the right, by by Yisus Mitzrayim, it was really the women that always right. It's because of the women, Nashim Tzadkanius of the generation of Yisus Mitzrayim, that we were freed in the first place. So we have tremendous hakaras atov to the women, and the Rashbam is going to say that it's because of their instigating all and because of their schuyos that we were saved in the first place. And that's why, I mean, why wouldn't they be chayiv so well? There's a principle of what of when you have a mitzvah, asesh is mangarama. The women are usually potter. Okay, so here. We have to give a reason why they be chayev, because the mitzvah say is mangrama, it's a time bound say. So the Rashbam is going to say, well, because they instigated, so we're making an exception. That's the point. All right. So first of all, afhein hayu doesn't sound like they instigated it. it. Sounds like they were there. The problem with them sounding like they were there is that they were everywhere. They were always there. So where you run into issues, for example, with sukkah, women are not chayev in the mitzvah of sukkah. You say they weren't in that nace, they were there too. They were everywhere. Uh, it's a good question, right? Tosos also think it's a good question. So then, oh, so 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 the sukkah. So why are they put there in sukkah? So you could say, well, sukkah is the orisa. That's in fact what Tosfos says. Well, why should that make a difference? Well, because usually in the Torah, this is counterintuitive. It's a mitzvah saseh, she'az mangarama, and therefore they're putter. But when Chazal instituted their abundance, such as Megillah, Hanukkah, and Dalakosos, they have the authority to say, you know what, we want to include the women too. For whatever reason, whether they instigated it or not, they have the authority for their to, to to say that. The women? The, the women? Do the women have a chiv of achilas korban pesa? Uh, right. Yeah, we had we had a mission about women and avadim. The carbon pesach that you just asked, you know, that's, a, that's a, like a giant, uh, giant idea because really the carbon pesach is a very, very unique mitzvah that all of Kali Israel, even avadim, even nashim, even even katanim, are supposed to be participating in a chabura. So that that that's a really that was an excellent question. I wasn't prepared for that, Karanamitz. I didn't see that coming. Ayin Sham, the beginning of Perak Shmini, the women's chiyuv in carbon pesach. Thank you, Kalman. Okay. So that, that's a, that's an, uh, you maybe did not expect that midarabanan the women would be chayev as we see and midaraisa perhaps not. So that's interesting. A lot more lumbus to see here, but we have to keep going as follows. So fine. So women have to be chayev and dalkosos. That was a very um, that was a synopsis, but really we really brought out we managed to bring out a lot of the issues in afein hayu. So I'm satisfied for now. So this is already when you mix it in, uh, you'll have a revius. That's what it means. Kadeimazikas kosiyafa. Nice cup. Uh, you have to, in those days, they used to do maziga. You know what I'm talking about? They'd have like wine concentrate and they'd have to pour in water. Okay, shesayin chay yatsa, but what if you drink just the concentrate? Are you chay, are you yatsa? Yes. Well, women can drink just as much as men, can't they? Women, what do you mean? Uh, you mean, my wife, I can't drink at all. By the, by the second cause, I'm, I'm gone. My wife can drink schnapps out of a beer mug, nothing happens. I love drinking. I guess. If you drank all four cups together, that's an interesting question, right? Uh, Garanos wants to drink all the balakosos together as he, as he fulfilled balakosos. So you would think, wait a minute. It's supposed to be in prescribed times in the Seder. Like you think that this is a bigger deal than Haseba. And yet we have a halacha here that you're Yotze. Okay. If you gave your drink 
for to your sons, he's Yotze. That's really dicey over here. It doesn't mean that you can't drink it. It doesn't mean that they, you have to you have to look into the. Well, we're going to analyze in the Gemara. Let's see. Uh, the Gemara is going to go uh, and take 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 this discussion and, and and pick it apart a little bit. So as follows: The second thing that we said that you could drink it straight. Amarava. That you Yotze. Right, if you drink it high, right, uh, concentrated, you have to yain. But that's not a deir cheres, right? That's what the Rashbam says, because that's not a, what the Rashbam calls a mitzvah shlema, because ain chashivus el biyain mazug. The honey meal biyain shalahen, the dar al chad blas maya. Aval yain shalahen or lo bay mezigo. So the Rashbam already points out, this has nothing to do with us and the kind of wine that we had. But in those days, to drink the concentrate, that's not cheres, that's not how people drink it, and that would not be appropriate for cheres, but it, you can't say that it's not wine, so you're yotze for that. Okay. Shasan babasachas, why do you drink them all together? So we were saying, Rabamari, they yain yotze, they are bakosas, lo yotze. Ah, so now we see. Right, obviously, the alakosas, you're not going to be yotze. You just, so the question is, of course you're yotze yain. What's the chiddish? What's the fast question? Ah. No, so you missed yesterday. I told you to come yesterday. It was Khamer Medina. It was all yesterday. Oh. Khamer Medina is the wine of the place. Right. So Khamer Medina would work perhaps for Kiddush Shabbos Day and for Havdalah. But I don't think the Alakosas go on it. So we're going to see that you actually are actually anticipating what the Gemara is going to say. You need actual yain. So that actually was a good question. Now, what, did, uh, uh, what, what stopped me over here was Yidei yain yatsi, Yidei abakosas lo yatsi. So Yidei yain, of course you yatsi. What do you mean? You're drinking yain. So the Rashbam just spells out. Kula chashuvim kos rishon v'lo yoser. V'tzarech lavio Okay, they're all considered, it's a long way of saying, you're not Yotzei Dalkosas. It's all considered one coast. Obviously, that, that's what you would have thought. And that, in fact, is the halacha. So, it's just a funny formulation. It seems like um, a little bit of an over-explanation. Okay, anyway. So, what does that mean? So, he says, That's provided that you drink most of the cup. Well, again, right? It took a lot of the teeth out of the halacha. Before we thought we, you could have all that Dalkosas once. Turns out, no, that's just one coast. Now we thought we could give it to your kids. It's like, yes, assuming you drink the rest. Ruva the Chasa. Uh, so, right, you have Tosfos, what's the question implied in Tosfos? You have to tease out a Chiddush here. But obviously, once you've drank the whole coast, you can give out the rest to your kids. So what's going on here? So, so Tosfos says it's an issue of like that thing that we were talking about of the potential difference of shear between Malol Lugmav and Revius. Right, that the Tosa is going to say that Lechatchila should drink a Revius, but if you already drank a Malalugmav, you can in fact dispense the rest of it. You still need to get that Revius and that, and that Rovkos out of there to your, to your kids, but maybe you'd have, you'd be able to have the kids finish up that Chiyu for you once you've had the Malalugmav. That would be in fact a Chiddush indeed. Okay. Says the Gemara, Mesui, Arba Kosas Halalu, Tzarach Sheyeben Kadei Revius. And there it is. That you need to have at least a Revius in the coast. Echad Chayu, Echad Mazug, Echad Chadash, Echad Yashan. Rashbam is explaining that this idea of Revius is either, right, it doesn't matter. Are you drinking the chai, right, which is like the pure concentrate? So you're not really supposed to do that because you're not going to be able to say But even if you do do that, this is what we said yesterday by Kiddush on Shabbos Day, uh, the Mishnah Burup Paskins, that even if you make Kiddush on schnapps, well, uh, okay, so you chose to do schnapps, as Gerard has pointed out. But you still have to do the Revius, you still have to treat it like Rachel's in terms of the Shear. Okay, the Rashbam says, I'm not sure which one's more potent, but one of them loses its flavor. A little bit. And, right, either maybe it doesn't get full flavor, right, because wine gets better with age, or maybe the other way around, that it fades. Be that as it may, regardless, you need to have the Revius. It's not a matter of potency. So here we go. This is exactly it, Gerana. So you ask you to use something else. So we're mockpit that should have both the taste and the appearance of yain. Aha. In any event, you need to have a Revius. And yet, right, Shmuel said that you only need enough for a Kos Now, what's wrong with that? So a Kos seems to imply it only needs to be a quarter of a of wine. So which the Gemara answers, 
No, it's really, both of them are saying you need to have a revias. It's true that Kos Yafeh is only a quarter of revias. How to resolve it? As follows. My Kadeh Mezigas Kos Yafeh, the Kamar, this is not necessarily what you would have thought, but what it means when it says Kadeh Mezigas Kos Yafeh, it means Vachol Chad Bechad. He means, no, you need enough of the liquid to have a Kos Yafeh to create a revias for all Dalit Kosos. Ah, to have a little cooler revias. And if you do the math, if you add up four quarters of revias, you come up with one full revias. Okay, and then finally, this idea of Rabbi Yehuda that you need Tamum Arav Yain. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm going to Tamum Arav. That it has to have the appearance and the flavor of wine. So, Amarava, my time of the Rebuta. What is his reason? Because the Pasuk says in Mishlei, right? Al yain adam. Don't look on wine that is red. What does that mean? And that means that sometimes, right, if you get drunk with wine that is red, as the Rashbam explains, right, then you can start losing some of your, right, capacities and senses and distinction between right and wrong, to which the Rashbam points out. Be that as it may, right, he says the point here is that yain is meant to be red. This, too, becomes a halachic discussion. Does Kiddush wine, does any case where you are required to have wine, require it to be red, right? Can you be yotze with white wine? So most people would say that you can, but there are, in fact, many people who are mocked on red wine as being the more ideal. It has to have the tam umare of yain. And as we said before, the tam umare of yain is something that you need, right, even more so for dal kosos than you do for uh, Kiddush and other places we need yain. In fact, it's a very, uh, it, it is a practice that, that some have had, and it has a lachic, right precedent, of using crystal cups at the Seder in order to demonstrate the wine, the redness of the wine, so that you can actually see it through the cups. Um, Stewie Shabbos does it. Uh, shout out to him. He gives Dafyomi and Shab- uh, he gives the he gives the five thirty at uh, Shomrei. I, I can't get up at five thirty. That's that's early. That's a, like, I need those extra five minutes. So yeah, he gives the five thirty at Shomrei, and then he gives the one on Shabbos. Yeah, so it's two, yeah, the two my maybe with the two T Mobile I've managed to get up at five thirty. I don't I don't even know. If, anyway, so so he he has crystal, but there are there've been through the years there've been um you know many gedolim who are mocked on using crystal at the seder in order to in order to show the redness of the wine. Burbam tells me he uses like burgundy shaded uh, crystal. I told him that ruins the whole point. But anyway, that's between Burbam and, and himself. Um, let's see, we, we can finish the daf here. Tanner Rabbanon, a little a little force price, a little teaser for tomorrow. Coming attractions. The Brisa says still within the concept of dal kosos. Everyone's chayiv in dal kosos. So next time, if you ask me, go around and what's the point of chayiv they are. I'm a Rabbi Yehuda. Wait a minute. The tinokos are going to drink wine. Ella mechalkin lein kolay. So it goes in there. Pesach kadesh lo yishnu v'yishalu. That we actually give them right instead of wine, we're going to give them the kolay. So the goes in. As we know, the parched grain, the walnuts, everything on our Pesach, so that they don't fall asleep and so they should ask questions. So why are we doing all these things at the seder? So that the kids should ask. So tomorrow we'll we'll continue with our seder. Bezat Hashem tomorrow.